All right, welcome to Off Season, Episode 2 of Off the Bar with uh, Rob and Joey. I'm Rob. And I'm Joey. (laughs) Switching things up a bit, and this week we are going to be covering the Central Division, a.k.a. the hardest fucking division (laughs) to rank. Dude, it's, it's insane. Like, just trying to make the list of playoff teams is... Or just how the standings are going to fall. I mean, because I even wanted to say, like, Chicago was an easy one. But at the same time, if they have a healthy Corey Crawford back, I mean, it could be they could be right up in it easily. I'd like to believe that's not true, but, I mean, it just is. I don't want it to be. I I actually don't think it will be true. But I can see that it could happen. I will submit to that. And how did we do this last time? We just started listing them and kind of going through our teams, right? Yeah, we did. We're going to do from last year's standings, top to bottom, starting with the President Trophy winning Nashville Predators. <laughs> Nashville's hard to dislike. Um, the team is just stacked. Top to bottom, it's fucking stacked. I mean, it's been stacked for years. I do. The only thing I'll say about Nashville that I think is negative is Pecorine is probably coming to the end of his run. So is he going to be as good as he was last year? Is he going to be back to average? Or, you know, can Saros step up and, like, start stealing starts away from him? I mean, he signed a three-year contract, so he obviously likes what's going on there. He's, he's um, I mean, already proven to be a pretty good backup. So just about is he going to take the next step? And, I mean, Pekka has been one of the best in the league. But you're right. <clears throat> that yeah. it doesn't last forever. He's getting old. You know, he's got yeah. goaltender knees. But I, I still have faith. I, yeah. I love the I, Predators. I'm wearing a I personally think hat. that he's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to be fine. I know a lot of people were kind of, you know, not sure after he got yanked like three times in the playoffs. But, I mean, I still think he's going to be good enough. And then I think that Saros can take the next step, start sealing some more wins, and maybe that adds more life to the end of Pecorini's season. Yeah, and I mean, dude, they have a great defense in front of them, too. A great defense. This has to be the best top four in the league as it stands right now, since we're still talking a pre-Eric yeah. Carlson trade era. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have to be talking about the their defense. Yossi, Ellis, Ekholm, Subban. This is even Weber and Irwin. I take those guys. It's a dude. I like their lineup from the, the from the tippy top to the very bottom. Honestly, um, yeah. I like <laughs> their first line is dope. They've locked down this center thing with Johansson and Turris. That was a great move for them. Their third line looks good. I mean, Benino, Hartman, and we'll see what's up with this uh, Tolvanen. Yeah, I'm excited for him. I think that he's going to be good. I think it was a little bit rough for him last year coming in at the end of the year. But I think having like this full year under his belt in the NHL, I think is going to be good for him. And if, not that, I mean, Turris was still good. And I think that if he can be better, then they're going to be in that much better shape. Yeah. And I mean... Dude, if he comes in and he like tears it up, they their lineup already looks scary from top to bottom, honestly. And I mean, I don't know how many of the listeners are gonna know my like pre-affiliated team so far, um, but it's not Western, <laughs> and they're they're like my favorite team in the West. I'm like, yeah. If I had to have like a second favorite team, that is probably gonna change all the time. It's definitely gonna start out right now being. The Nashville Predators. They're dope. Yeah, they're really good. They're not my second favorite. All but. right. They're, they're, I'm claiming it right now. They're, they are definitely my side piece. I will, I, I, I fuck with them. <laughs> yeah. No, they are really good. I think that they're going to be really good next year. And if Saros can grow into that starting goalie, I think that they're going to be good for years to come. So, um, so next we got Winnipeg. My second favorite. <laughs> I like this team a lot. I really like a lot of the guys on this on this team. I mean, I think they got the elite playmaking, the elite goal scoring. They got Shifley and Line A. 
Then you got Ehlers backing that up, and then you know Kyle Connor had a beast year last year. Just and then I I don't know if it's equally yet, but a very good defensive core like Nashville's, and then a very good goalie. I do I do like their goaltending. You've convinced me. You've made me a a fan of uh, of Hellbuck. Yeah, you've really put that put that in my ear. <laughs> Because uh, I'm always very skeptical of goaltenders, but no, nah, I, I like that dude. I think they're really their top nine, and and I feel like the, even their fourth line's got like potential on it. And their D, like you said, their D is um, I, I do like them as well. I'm not I'm not going to put them in the same places like the Predators and some of these other teams, but I mean, Bufflin's a beast. They uh, you know, they kept Truba, so we're not. Um, which, for at least one more year. Yeah, which I mean, there was probably no doubt of that happening, but his little two contract scares right now, that puts me at not at ease um, for their long term. Yeah. But, I mean, if they're going to be that good and they're going to keep keep at the top of the league and they're going to give him more minutes, I don't know, they, they might be able to, to pull this off. And I think that, like, we have, I don't want to say underrated because it's, it's, he's obviously not. But someone who I don't think we've even talked about as much as as like what's going to be upcoming is is Liney. Yeah, that dude's got like the nicest shot I've ever seen, the nicest wrist shot. And I think that he had a great rookie year and a great sophomore year. But like we're just scratching the surface here. He's the type of dude who could put this team. Well, if he's the type of dude like like character wise and who's going to put this team on his back and who's going to be consistent. But already yeah. he's definitely got the talent to do that. Like he's he is a game changer, um, and if he grows into that, then yeah, I absolutely agree. This this team is scary for years to come, and and you're right. They got they got other other young guys who are gonna keep this keep this train rolling. So I, I do like the Jets. I don't think they're going anywhere anytime soon. But I gotta I'm sticking with Nashville. They're my peoples, man. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean I think that. Them in Nashville are just the the tops right now. I mean, they're probably two of the best teams in the league, and it sucks that they're in the same division and we won't get to see like a like a Western Conference final from them. But I don't know. I think that they're both going to be up at the top of their division again this year. And then la- I mean, last year Winnipeg pulled it off. So and then lost to Vegas, but everyone lost to Vegas except everybody except lost for to the Vegas. Capitals, but. Yeah, but that was just the thing, man. Every, everyone lost to Vegas last year. There wasn't a, a team that was unscarred by that that story. Yeah, the only the only question that I ever had with Winnipeg was this past year was Connor Hellebuck's first year as that like true elite goaltender. Is that what he is, or is he average? Does he stay? I personally, I like the way that he plays. I watched a good amount of Winnipeg games this year, and I always like what I saw. I don't know. I think personally that he can be up there with, you know, in that Vesna category like he was this past year. So I don't think that it's a flash in the pan. I think that Winnipeg has someone who is here to stay as a as a strong goaltender. And then just imagine, like, if Mark Shifley gets back up to a point per game. Yeah. Like, it's just insane. Like, the year before last, he had 82 points, and this year he only had 60, which is fine. Like, it's perfectly fine, but, like, he gets back up, and he only played 60 games. Yeah. But, like, he plays 82 and has 82 again. It's, I mean, it's just insane. Yeah. And then, you know, Line can take another step. I mean, he's already a 45-goal scorer at 19 years old. Yeah, I'm just he saying. He hit 50. Yeah, I don't see a, a world that we live in where he doesn't hit 50 soon. Yeah, I it could be as soon as next year. Yeah, and then they have Kyle Connor, twenty one years old, already scored thirty. I mean, it's just it's crazy. The goal scoring that they have on this team is, especially in that top players in that top six, is just crazy. I mean, Wheeler with twenty three, Line A with forty four, Ehlers with twenty nine, Shifley with twenty three and sixty, Kyle Connor with thirty one. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're definitely, uh, they're definitely an up and coming team, and uh, and for this year, in the very least, I've got them uh, against. They're, they're, they're good. 
they they're definitely good again there. Um, you're right. It is a shame they're in the same league as the um, division as like the the Predators because I feel like we did the Pacific last week and it was way easier than doing this one. Yeah. And if like Vegas doesn't like repeat like we talked about, like then who's like they're like up there for like they're up there for the President's Trophy. You know what I mean? Like if Vegas takes a step back, then like who's their ace? Yeah. But yeah. I think up next we have Minnesota. And yeah, Minnesota's. It's hard. I don't know. Minnesota's rough for me because I feel like they should. They've been a good team for a long time, and they just can't seem to like get past. They keep hitting this wall that they just can't seem to get by. Yeah, I mean, I still like their team. Honestly, like looking at it, like again not an easy out by any means they've got a really solid d their offense it really depends i mean their their offense is getting older you know stall had a great season i don't think that he's done but i'm not necessarily gonna say he's gonna do that again yeah i don't think he scores 40 goals again yeah i mean zach parisi even if he's healthy i don't think he stays on that first line but i mean i still think that they've got a pretty deep team like they still have the pieces to do it they're not they're not a flashy team by any means yeah but that's that's kind of what would work for them because they have dubnik um and i don't know what everyone else thinks about him but i think dubnik has the, like has shown that he could be one of the best goalies in the league um and i think if the wild want to do it the the easiest way for them to get there is going to be that dude putting putting them on his back and they just got to they just got to be the best team they can in front of them. Yeah, no, I I I look at Minnesota's team and I see a playoff team. Easy. I see a playoff team. They have, you know, good young guys like Granlin and Zucker who aren't young by like NHL standards, but I mean they're all under 26 years old. Um Charlie Coyle, fucking Matt Dumba. I mean, 50 points as 23-year-old defenseman. Yeah, I really, I mean, I like their top four, for real. I mean, Suter, Spurgeon, Brodeen, and Doomba. I mean, they've got a good mix for their for their D. Yeah, the only thing that they're really missing is someone, I, and I don't want to say, like, they're missing that superstar. They have all the supporting cast that they need. They need their superstar. And I don't know that they have it right now. I think that's the only thing that's, you know, a de- like that they're missing that would be a definite for me. Like, I look at that team, instant playoff team. Yeah. And it's a shame because, I mean, I think a lot of the teams, you know, and that's what made it so hard is that a lot of the teams in this division got better. Yeah. And it's not that they got worse, but... They look familiar. Yeah, they're familiar, and I don't know, and I mean, we don't know if they're going to be worse than, you know, teams that got better in this division, or if they're still going to be good enough to beat them, but they're missing, they're missing something. They're missing the clutch guy. Like you said, the superstar, but obviously a superstar is hard to come by. Like, who's, who's their trigger man, though? Because like I said, they, they're, they're the type of team that's going to want, they're, they're not gonna have a have a race with their with their opponents. They're gonna try to shut them down. Um, yeah. So like on those days where they're not able to shut them down, like who's the trigger man? That that's you're right. That that is a concern. But I do like their depth. Like they. Yeah, I like the depth. They can definitely do it by as a team. Yeah. Easily, they can do it as a team. Just it's gotta go right for them. That's what I'll say. And again, I mean, if one of those dudes steps up and, and becomes that dude, at least, even for if it's just a year, like I said, I mean, what, Stahl had, how many goals did he have? He almost like won the <laughs> the Rockets. Yeah, he had 40. <laughs> yeah, he had 42. Yeah, I mean, if he was their dude last year, like who's going to be their dude this year? I really like Granlin. Granlin I like yeah. Granlin a lot. That's my dude. I like the way that he plays. I think that he still has more to show. I don't know, that's the thing. It's like there's so many guys on this team. I know that you have like projected lineups and stuff pulled up, but there's so many guys on this team that can play center. So it's like 
who's really the center here. Yeah. Like, Eric Stahl's a center, because he's always been a center. But, like, Granlin's a center, but is he the number one center? Is he number two? Yeah. Or is he, does he switch to the wing, or does he not? I don't know. That's the only thing I don't know about, like, how to, like, project how this is going to go, because I don't know exactly what position everybody plays. Yeah, and... I don't know if this is a, this could either be one of their biggest strengths or one of their biggest weaknesses, but you look at that lineup, I feel like almost any one of them could hop up like that. They have an unlimited amount of line combinations. I'll say that. I'll say Charlie Coyle could play anywhere from the fourth line to the first line. And is, and if they find that flow, like that's what, that's what I think they're going to do. It's just going to be, they're going to have the ability to change on the fly and like really mess with it. Um, until they, till they get it, their, their chemistry. Yeah. And I, yeah, if they can find that chemistry, I think that they could run over some teams and, uh, yeah. And again, I love about if they, I'm I'm like, Oh, I like Devin Dubin. I love that guy. Yeah. I think that, you know, because a couple years ago, he was up there in that Vesna conversation. I think that if he gets back to where he was, I mean, it's he's already good enough. Yeah. And, I mean, he didn't have a Vesna season this year, but... It wasn't terrible either. It wasn't terrible <laughs> either. He's above league average, like, pretty much all over the board, so... Yeah. And I think Alex Stalock's a good backup, so... Yeah. Very good point. This... I mean, we said it right before we started the show. I mean, <laughs> the central with as deep and as crazy as some of these teams are, it, it's, it could come down to goaltending, honestly. Yeah. Like, it may just be like, let the best goaltender, like, win. <laughs> like, and who's who's going to have that Vesna season this year? <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, that I think that is going to be the biggest component. Um, unless, I mean... The only thing that's going to break that whole thing is these teams like Winnipeg that just have like all this goal scoring and they just like break the system. But even then, yeah, only play Winnipeg five times a year or whatever. So, (laughs) yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's because of the offensive firepower at all. I just mean, I I don't say it comes down to goaltending just because this even this division has all the best goaltenders. Even it's just. This division, those are what what's going to break what team. You know what I mean? Yeah. What is separating the Jets and the Predators like right now? You know what right. I mean? So there's there's some there's going to be an X factor somewhere. Like what what's that going to be? That Central is like that division where there is no games that don't matter all year. They matter every game. You don't get to go on a streak, a, a cold streak. There is there's no time. Yeah. Because every game's going to matter at the end of the year. And it's really going to be those teams that can stay out of the slumps. Like, if the Flyers were in the Central, we were fucking cooked last year. Like, we were just in the Metro, so and we had no one, like, bidding at a playoff spot besides Florida at the very end Yeah. to take that wild card, but not in the Central. The Central, there's, there's probably five places up, and there's seven teams that can make every single one of them, so. Yeah. Word. Who's this next? Who's this next team? Oh yeah, Colorado. I really want to like Colorado. I like their team. I think that you know them bouncing back last year from that just abysmal season that they had the year before. I think the abysmal season was like a fluke. I think that they were always better than what they were that year. Kind of like what Edmonton did this year. Like that's why. Even though I still put Edmonton out of the playoffs, Edmonton should still be better. Yeah. And I feel like that was like what happened with Colorado two years ago. Like they could they should have been better, but for whatever reason they weren't. And last year was closer to what they really were. Yeah. And I mean I could say that at a point the team lacked depth, but I mean them they're not that far out of it. Like they weren't that far out of it. Like I do think that that was Something was going on in Colorado that year. I don't know if it was coaching or management or a bad locker room or something was not right because they have like top end talent. Like that's why it doesn't even matter that they had that bad season and they didn't win the first overall pick because they didn't even need a first overall pick. 
Like they have guys yeah. to play that role. But in my opinion, they need to get deeper, and we need some of these younger dudes to uh, to step it up. Um, which I think that they're more than capable of doing. It's just, is everyone going to step it up this year? You know what I mean? Or is it just, or is it going to be like Nate McKinnon? Like, I love Nate yeah, McKinnon. Yeah, I mean. I, I hate the thought of a world where Nate McKinnon isn't making the playoffs. Like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, Nate McKinnon and uh, Miko Rantanen, fucking both over a point per game for that team. Nate McKenna had 97 points last year. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And I feel like no one's talking about it. Dude, they were pretty fucking points, dude. <laughs> they yeah. were some beauties. Oh, that dude is fun to watch. Yeah. He really is. I, I, I'm i sorry. <laughs> they need to... Ju- I don't know. It's hard to say like what they need because I feel like some of these guys can come in and be that. Like I feel like... Tyson Jones can be better. He played 65 games last year, had 22 points, but he's only 19 years old. So I feel like he's kind of like that year that they were bad and he got those couple games, I feel like he was kind of grandfathered in. Not saying that he doesn't deserve to be in the NHL, but it's kind of like, oh, you were on the team last year, so you are again this year or whatever. Yeah. When, you know, maybe he needs, I don't know, the AHL. I don't know. Everybody like panics when like good players go to the AHL it's like it's not a bad thing like a lot of those guys that came out of like that 0304 draft and then got sent to the AHL for the lockout that like made them the superstars that they were yeah like it's it's crazy how many guys like had shit seasons the first two seasons before the lockout and then went to the AHL came back in that next season and just lit it up yeah I think Eric Stahl is one of those like benefactors I feel like he is I don't know for sure but that sounds right. It sounds right. I do feel like, though, because, again, I really want to like Colorado. I like a lot of things about them. But I do think a lot more things are going to need to go right this year than they did last year for them to repeat. Yeah, I do fear that they could fall back, not because that they're worse, but because they didn't get better to compete yeah. with the other teams. Although I feel like a lot of their problems could be solved with like in-house talent, but that's what I mean though. It's just too many question marks for yeah. me to say a lot more about them than some of the non-question marks that we have for these other teams. But like I said, I like right. them. I like them. I want to root for them, but we'll see. We'll see who's gonna, you know, wh- yeah. which one of these question marks is going to step it to the next level. I mean, I do think that they're doing well, and they can compete in that, like, goalie war of attrition that we're talking about, because I think Varlamov's still a good goalie, and I think Grubauer could be, I think they're hoping that he's kind of the answer. Not that they're necessarily trying to get rid of Varlamov, but if they could, like, platoon it and, like, split the starts right down the middle and give half and half to Grubauer and Varlamov, I think they would. Yeah. But, yeah, there's a lot of things that need to go right for Colorado for them to get back. It's possible. They're definitely on the up and up since Patrick Watt left. That's true. That was funny, though. <laughs> I wanted that guy to work a lot. I really did because I thought he was funny. It's kind of like I have a soft spot for John Tortorella because he's a fucking asshole. And I think it's funny to have him in the league. But then every now and again, I'm just like... Holy fuck, why is this guy even a coach? Like, yeah. crazy. Yeah, I think he kind of... It didn't work out for good reason. I don't I don't like some yeah. of the stuff I heard about that guy and that team. And yeah. That was a shit show. Like I said, there was something about that team. They were, like, not supposed to be in the basement that year. Like, last place, no. Like, great, eh, no. But there's some teams I would have just been like, ugh, that year too. There were like some bad teams that year that should have been worse than them. All right, so now we're moving out of the playoffs this year um, and on, on to St. Louis. This is going to be a fun one. Yeah, St. Louis just went all out. Yeah, they're added, around. signed every free agent that there was. And honestly, like their team, it's, it's a playoff team. Like on paper, it's a playoff team. Yeah. Like, even with Jake Allen, I still think it's a playoff team. I think he needs to be better. He needs to be better. And I think that they're going to be hurt a little bit with losing Carter Hutton. 
Yeah. Um, because that was kind of like the rock there, was that you know when Allen was bad, he was still doing good, and he was older. But I think that they should have. Uh, obviously, they probably don't have a whole lot of cap space, and I think Carter Hutton got paid a little bit. Uh, where'd he go? I was gonna ask you, um, dude. Fuck, we're the worst. Me. We're doing a hockey podcast. I forget where Hutton went. If you give me thirty seconds, yeah. I feel like it was a team that didn't make that much sense, though. Oh no, it does. He went to Buffalo. That's right. Which actually, I kind of like that. I kind of do, and it's not that. No, it's not the time. Okay, that's yeah, yeah, that's next week. Anyway. <laughs> I think losing Carter Hutton hurts them, but I still have faith in Jake Allen. Dude, Jake Allen. I still think that he can be good. I like Jake Allen way more than I should. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just like the mental thing, it seems like. I mean, mean, that's what it seems. That seems to be his problem is something mentally he just doesn't have it or, you know, it breaks him like midway through the season. And. But, I mean, I feel like he's just a lot better than the stats show. Yeah. He's definitely showed that he can be better than the stats show. And, I mean, my God, he's going to have a hell of a team in front of him. A hell of a team in front of him, dude. They they really went out there. And, um, and none of them, I think, were, like, too crazy. Like, even if they... I don't know all the specifics of the contracts, but even if they overspent a little bit on somebody, they like got to underspend on Maroon because they like didn't they he took like a hometown like discount with them. It was like a really like cheap contract. Like I think it's like under two million, dude. It's something like real low. Yeah, it's one year, one point seven five or something. like that. Yeah, and dude, and he plays like a blue. Like he could do that. Um, they're getting Fabry back. As it looks as of right now, which I've always liked him. I think there's some potential there if he could, you know, stop and ending up hurt. Yeah. I mean, their third line is now Bozak, Maroon, and Perron. David Perron. Potentially. Yeah. Um, and then Ryan O'Reilly is their second line center. Um, I mean, hopefully Braden Shen, you know, crushes it on that Tarasenko line again. Like, they have a... Well, I mean, I hope he doesn't. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, we won the trade anyway, so I really don't give a fuck. Yeah, relax. You guys got two firsts. That's another day, and too. And Yuri Letera's <laughs> off the books at the end of the year. So oh, <laughs> there's that. And, dude, even some of these, like, like I feel like Robert Thomas and Barbashev yeah. were, are both, like, I mean, Barbashev's bit played a little bit. But they were both looked at it to be, like, good prospects at one point. Like, that, their fourth line might come out of the gate. Like, you know what I mean? It's... Honestly, that's not a bad that's not a bad fourth line. I think that's the scariest thing is like their team's already stacked and then I mean Thomas is their boy. Like that's their that's their stud. Then they have Jordan Cairo who like tore up the the CHL this year. Clem Costin. They just drafted Dominic Bach. I don't know that he makes it this year, but I don't know. I feel I don't know that this is true, but I feel like I saw that they signed him to his entry level, so mm. that's usually a Better sign. I mean, some guys get signed to their entry level and then get sent back to wherever they were playing before. But where did he play last year? I feel like he's overseas. Hmm. I think. Oh, so then they probably signed him so he could play in the AHL. That's possible. That's probable. Dep- yeah. It de- yeah. It depends on whether or not he still has a contract wherever he was playing last year. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's the scariest thing. Is like not only you know do they have this stack lineup now they can you know put in young guys that you know they already have and you know make these guys work harder for a job yeah Uh, yeah they they have even options um i really like what the blues did actually i feel like it happened kind of like i don't want to say silently but like I, I, like, forgot. Like, I feel like I was like, oh, cool, the Blues got that guy and the Blues got that guy. And, like, I, I guess I didn't put it all together, everything they did this offseason. But they, they like, got everybody. <laughs> I, like, looked yeah. at this and I was like, holy shit, I forgot about the O'Reilly trade on top of all the other free uh, – dude, you want to know who their backup is now, too? It's Chad Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, from Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't know. I think that, and I think a lot of people underestimate the Bozak signing because I think that, I don't know, I'm still, I'm still surprised. Like, I think most of the hockey world is that the Leafs went in the direction that they went and signed Johnny T, but that'll be for next week too. We can talk about Toronto. But I still think that Bozak has enough left in the tank, especially as a third-line center. And especially if it does turn out to where he gets to play with Perron and, what, Maroon? Yeah. I mean, that's one of their options. That's a good third line. Like That's, <laughs> yeah. and that's a great third line. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Perron slots in, probably gets a shot at a higher role just because he did good in Vegas last year. But, yeah, but if he ends up on their third thinking, line... You know? I don't know. Depends on yeah. I mean, how everybody. They plays. also have options. They can really play around with this lineup, like see really who's gonna mesh with who. Um, but that's a yeah. that's a dope third line. And dude, I always said it like I like Tyler Bozak like on the third line. Like if you have two yeah. centers better than Tyler, but Bo- I just didn't like Tyler Bozak when he was playing above the third line. Like. <laughs> Yeah. That was my problem. I, you probably have heard me say, oh, I hate Tyler Bozak, but I really don't. When he's your third-line center, that's awesome. Yeah, he's definitely, like, he can definitely fill in injury-wise as a higher role. But ideally, you know, he's a good third-line center at this point. He's good in the face-off circle, you know, good defensively. I think, I think St. Louis is, I mean, it's not the way I like to do it at this point. I just think, like signing a lot of free agents and well they didn't really sign a lot of free agents but I like the grow from within I think it's just the way it's going getting to add players like O'Reilly via trade and getting Maroon for cheap and then adding two middle of the road guys in Bozak and Perron I don't think it hurts either so yeah so I think that they're behind in the goalie race compared to everybody else in the division Unless Jake Allen well, not plays everybody up. Else. I mean, it, it, yeah. I still have a little bit of hope, but like I said, I like Jake Allen way more than I should. <laughs> yeah, but just from what we know, yeah. they're behind right now, yeah. but I think that they don't have to be behind either. Yeah. And now we get to Dallas. See, Dallas was hard for one of the hardest. Dallas and St. Louis are probably the hardest ones for me to place in my, in my standings. I like, I mean, obviously Ben and Sagan. Just sick top, top lineup, uh, or top lineup, top line. Just I mean, you could put anybody on that line, and it's still sick. So, um, I think it was a good thing adding Anton Hudobin to kind of. I mean Ben. I mean that's the thing. It's like Ben Bishop might not have had his normal season like they would have expected, but he also didn't do bad. Yeah, he wasn't bad. Um, but I think that adding. Hugh Dobin definitely like helps solidify that and take some of the pressure off of him. Um, he's just a better option than Michael or not Michael Layton, uh, Kari Lettinen. And then they get uh, Valerie Nishkushin back. Nishkushkin? Is that how you say his fucking name? Close enough. Something like that. I think that he can do well. It's I think his only issue was when he left. It was just like an attitude problem. Like, he thought he should have been getting more time that he wasn't exactly earning. So I think that if he can earn that time, then he's they're going to be fine. And Oh, wait. That's a dude who bounced, right? Yeah, he went to the cage, and then he came, he's coming back this year. Oh, I didn't realize he was coming back. Yeah. Oh, no no way. Okay. Yeah. And he's, I remember I mean, having, having hope for that guy. Seemed like he yeah, was going to be something. He's supposed to be good. I mean, I just think that they're, I don't know, it's its really, the team's really top-heavy. Very top-heavy. It's its top-heavy. And it's top-heavy because Bed and Sagan are both, like, elite and Klingberg and then Radulov. But after, I mean, center-wise, just alone, like, I like Radic Faxa, but I think he's just a better third-line center because he's more... I mean, he could put up some points because I think he put up around like 30 points this year. But I think that he's more suited to be like that defensive two-way kind of guy. And then Spets is just not a second-line center anymore. He just isn't. Yeah. I I think that they 
are very top heavy, which they they have been, but they used they used to have more depth. You know, a younger Spezza, a younger Sharp when he was on the team. They they had some other options. I feel like that aren't there anymore. So like I feel like it was getting like really hopeful for the Stars and they were they were sick. That one year when um when Ben won uh won the scoring title, I mean, they were awesome. They're so fun to watch. Um I love Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan. They're they're awesome. Um but the one thing is is that you could always point to like their D, I feel like. And the thing about it is they got a couple of young defensemen that could come in and like make a difference this year so like yeah yeah, i think they are top heavy and i think that there's a lot of question marks so it's going to be hard to be like well that's but i mean give it two years and who knows what we're going to be looking at at on on their defensive side you know what i mean yeah that we could be having the same conversation that we're talking about for like the Predators. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, oh, Klingberg. And, um, I mean, Lindell did good. Heiskanen is supposed to be really good. Honk is a good prospect. They've got good depth now. And I think that Steven Johns and Mark Mathot is a good third-line pairing. They're a little older, but, I mean, yeah. They if they could turn that around and it's, it's not always going to be a race that, you know, Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan have to – put up like five points a game who knows you know yeah i think that they're kind of if everything works they'll be sick and then if everything falls apart then they could be blessed yeah i feel like they're i'm not gonna say it like to the extent as the oilers but like they just have to be better (laughs) i mean yeah they just have. They should be better. They have to be better. Um, but you know, who knows? We'll we'll see. But I I like the stars. I feel like they're going to be fun to watch. But that doesn't mean that they're going to make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. All right, and then we're at Chicago, the basement, the almighty Blackhawks at the bottom. What's going on, man? Yeah, I don't know. I like. I mean, obviously. I mean, you don't have to like Patrick Kane, but he's their best player. The Brinkat is sick. Nick Schmaltz, dope, I mean. But that's kind of, I mean, and Duncan Keats still good. But after that, I mean, you might see Adam Boquist win a job because he's their kind of, he's their dude that they drafted this year. And they definitely could use the help on the back end if he's ready. And then, I mean, Cam Ward's an upgrade over Anton Forsberg. But, I mean, just first things first. If Corey Crawford's not healthy, basement. <laughs> it's not even, it's not close. Like, it just isn't. If he's not healthy, they're blessed. Either that or, I mean, if Scott Foster's, like, going to take a day job for, or take a break from his day job as an accountant and emergency backup for him, then. Yeah. You know. Then maybe, who knows, they might make it. But, I, dude, I'm not a particularly big fan of the Blackhawks. And I'm really surprised, though, because I think they have the best GM in the league. He <laughs> I could be. I think that dude has worked some major magic in the past um, and found a way to, made it, to make it work. But I do think that this past year, um, like after they got swept the year before to the, to the Predators in the, in the playoffs... It was like panic mode. I feel like some of this stuff just doesn't make sense. It's not, not like them. Um, they've obviously still got good players, and I think that if they can, if they could stay calm, just breathe, maybe understand that. Because I, I feel like they think that their their core, the window is closing, um, and for everyone in that core, some of them, yeah, but not all of them. I mean, like. You can you can get a make a new core around with some of these guys that you still have, and you can you you can turn this around quick. I just wonder if they're going to allow that to happen, or if they're going to go into panic mode and they're going to do dumb things in order to try to keep up. Right. I mean, I think yeah, I think they could turn it around quickly, and them being bad 
isn't the worst thing because no they can should, come back quick right and it means that they get like guys like boquist that are you know guys around the other defensemen around like his pick any of them could be the best defenseman out of this draft and it could easily be boquist well besides Dolan, obviously but yeah. i'm not he's on another level so we're not talking about him yeah it's also next week tune in next week yeah that's also <laughs> next week yeah <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing for them to, you know, stack up some draft picks, you know, move out the right guys. That's the thing is, like, I feel like they haven't been moving. Like, they, you know, obviously did a good thing and got rid of Hosa's contract, but they also gave up Jordan Osterley and fucking Vinny Hinnestroza, who, not saying that they were going to be, like, their next guys, but they were still, like, that depth that this team's missing, I mean. That's, I think, their biggest thing is, like, they definitely have the superstars, but the depth, like, defensively and offensively, and even in net, I mean, because as much as I think that or that Cam Ward is an upgrade over Forsberg, he's not leading the team if Crawford's not healthy, so. Yeah, no, I mean, that's pretty cool to have Cam Ward as your backup, though. I just didn't, he was another one where it's like, I hate you, but I really don't. You just need to play in the proper position. <laughs> yeah. No, I like Cam Ward, and I mean, I don't really know why Carolina got rid of him because he was still their best goalie last year, even yeah. with Darling. And now they – I don't want to talk about Carolina, but what the fuck? Like, they have Scott Darling and Mrazek who were just like, what, both of like, now the two most underachieving goalies that could ever be paired together. Yeah. I can't wait to talk about the Hurricanes because I don't fucking get it, dude. I don't know what's going on. I I don't know. But anyway, I think that they, if they do it right, Chicago could be back. I mean, it might be late for, too late for Duncan Keith. I mean, that's why, you know, you draft guys like Boquist kind of come in and learn the ropes as he's on his way out it's not too late for Kane and Taves though it's just not like no I don't know that Taves ever gets back up to that superstar level that he was at I like Taves Taves is a good captain yeah I think that he can be a good leader is he worth 10.5 million dollars not now but I mean he won you three cups so the price you pay so yeah now, I know this is going to be like a little bit of a retro question, but do you think them trading John Milson, if yeah. I'm saying that right back then, was, the right, yeah. was, was that the right move, really? No. no. Yeah. That, it was not a good move. That's Those are the types of things that I, I think got them to where they are now. They panicked a little bit. Right. I mean, it's like and, they were at that point where, and that's what like Bowman became famous for, was being able to like flip these guys to create the cap space and then not be worse next year. And that was one that really bit him in the ass. Yeah. Well, and, but I mean, maybe they were afraid of losing him, but I still don't know why you'd want to get rid of Panarin. Yeah. I guess they knew that they wouldn't be able to pay him. Um, But I mean, he was still under contract, I'm pretty sure. Because he's... He was. He was, right? Like the... The Blue Jackets haven't signed him yet. He's still rocking with his Blackhawks contract, right? Am I wrong? That I don't know for sure. Okay. Go ahead and tell me because I think that's true. And if it is, I don't know why. You you traded him a year too early if you were going to. And now Panarin's talking about wanting to go to a bigger market. And he took less money to begin with to be on the Blackhawks anyway. He wanted to be a Blackhawk. like. Yes. He is still on the... See the contract that they signed that they signed him to. He signed an extension two years ago, and this coming season is the last year. See, and I think that move may have bit him in the ass too, because I think a lot of people, including myself, and my doubts about Panarin said, or maybe this is the the Patrick Kane experience when you get to play next to him, and then Bowman goes out, out to and be he, yeah the he, other he, way around. It was the Artemi Panarin experience and. Patrick Kane suffered not playing next to him. Yeah, Panarin's the real deal. And Panarin, 
he kills us. <laughs> Again, oh, maybe not for this episode, but <laughs> he scores so many points against us. I, I, <laughs> I was at that game. <laughs> I was at that game with you that he scored. The five assist game. game. Five assist game. Yep. Oh, my God. And he almost scored a couple times. He's sick, dude. He's sick. Yeah. I, I that I think between those two trades, they again they were premature. They were about a year too early if you were going to do it, and you probably could have got more in return. But you know that dude has pulled some magic before, so I think that if he keeps his cool, the Blackhawks could be back. They're not right now, though. My opinion. Yeah, I think that the worst thing for him is that. I don't know. I feel like his job. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's exactly what I was gonna say. Is like I feel like ownership doesn't like keep on track with what's actually happening because I think that's kind of what's happening in um, Vancouver right now is that ownership thinks that they should be better than they really could be, so they go and they get rid of Trevor Linden, who was kind of hired and he's like learning how to do this whole rebuild thing. Because they're rebuilding, obviously, but then they get rid of him and they come out and be like, oh, yeah, we'll be in the playoffs next year. And it's like, uh, no, you won't. Yeah. You're lucky to be out of the fucking bottom three. Yeah. <laughs> and that was last week. I mean. That's nah, why I brought it up because we already talked about it. But like. Oh, no, I, I wasn't saying like a shot. I, I, I know what you're saying, though. I just that that is insane. Uh, if you listen to last week, you both know that we're not putting Vancouver in the playoffs. Um, and that would be uh, quite a stretch. But I'll give it that Vancouver, I feel like, has been bad for longer. And I think right. that when things go wrong, yeah, like owners have the right to make a change. That was a bad change. Um, and I think that it, maybe he does have to fear for his job and ownerships like that. But I feel like the Blackhawks are such a team and they – they won three cups like recently that even if they were in the basement for a couple of years, I feel like their market should be able to cover that. I feel like they wouldn't bleed that much money from a one or two bad seasons in a row. No way. I don't yeah, believe no, that. I don't. I don't believe so. That would be insane. Those those fans have to be better. You guys yeah. should still sell out games, even if you're in the cellar of the central. You're you're the Chicago Blackhawks, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think that they could. I think that they could definitely cross this this bridge with no problem, without having to get rid of anybody. Just because it's like, you know, right now you're paying Caves for what he did for you. You kind of have to like let Stan Bowman do his fucking thing and bring the team back. Like yeah. I don't know that that's gonna happen because it doesn't seem. Other than fucking Nashville's GM, Dave Poyle, he just seems to stay in the same place forever until, well, he took over Nashville when they came into the league. He's their only GM. Only GM that they've ever had. Yeah. Well, I, I, used I know to be what in, it's like to have a long-time GM. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just like, I feel like, you know, maybe we're growing out of that to where they just don't have the, uh, like, they don't get to go through the rough times anymore because it's just such like a cutthroat thing it's like you start doing bad you're gone and that's a shame because i do think that stan bowman is one of the the best but it's hard to you know get superstar players and have two of them like kane and Taves and keith and crawford and all these guys and maintain it over a decade yeah almost but that's what I would be looking for if I was an owner, is who can rebuild on the fly. Obviously, we always want to be there, but, like, should we panic after one year? Like, do we want to win a bunch of cups and then suck forever? And then, no. It's like, who could do it on the fly? Who can turn one or two bad seasons into another five-year run? You know what I mean? Right. And they could do it. They could do it. They've got to be patient. But I know what you're saying, man. I keep getting fired myself in NHL 18. <laughs> they will not let me build that expansion team. <laughs> yeah. It's a goddamn expansion team. Come on. You got to give me two seasons. Hey, no, Vegas is the limit. I mean, if you're not going to the cup final in the first year, then you're not doing it right. 
Oh, yeah, I pity the person who has to do the Seattle expansion. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 like, the pressure <laughs> is going to be on now. Well, by that time, Stan Bowman might be available, and he gets to have that job, so. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> All right, man. Let's, uh, let's, let's finish this up with a bang and get our predictions in so we can okay. make fun of each other all this season about how wrong they are yeah i'm i'm saving all my i have mine saved in my google doc with all my notes so i have i have these for the test of time so not to mention we have the tape yeah so as long as google and the internet don't go anytime soon then we have our predictions so all right i think i know who you got first i think i'm gonna disagree with you and i know who you have first so i have winnipeg I have the Predators. Yep. I think they're going to repeat, or, I mean, maybe not the... They're going to repeat their, their division title. Yeah. I think Winnipeg, I think that they can take it to another level than what we saw this year. If Hellebuck is as, is as good as he should be, then I don't see any reason why they're not at the top. And I do want to say this, too, because I'm having this, like, strange phenomena looking at this paper where it's, like, any one team that's under any other team that I have on this list could overtake that next team's spot. It's kind of like a ladder. Like, yeah, any one, like, I could see those two, like, flipping it. I can. I could see you being right or me being right. Those, I think, are the top two. But then you get down to the next two. Yeah. Same thing. Which one of them is going to... Um, all right, so do you have the Predators for second? For I have then? the Predators for second, yeah. <laughs> all right. So they're then, the top two. They're yeah. the top two, regardless of what order, they're the top two teams. The rest of them, I... Honestly, I just wrote down five other teams. And <laughs> Who you got for three? I have... I have St. Louis... Me too. I just feel like I had to. Like They look I, so good. They yeah. do. Oh. I mean, just what they added and the potential that their goalie has, and especially like how good a team that he can play in or play behind this year, I think that they're they're third place this year. Yeah. I mean, not to mention we talked all that stuff about St. Louis and we didn't mention that they have one of the dopest goal scorers in the league. Well, I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not convinced isn't going to win a rocket. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that dude. I'm just waiting for Tarasenko to score me 50 goals. I definitely possible. Uh, it's definitely possible, and I'm waiting on it too. And yeah, I didn't even realize that. Like, we didn't talk about Tarasenko at all. Not once. They have that dude. Yeah. Like they are not even missing that dude. But yeah, no, I think St. Louis can do it this year. I just think. It's hard. I mean, I think that they they should have made the playoffs last year. I don't know. I still don't agree with them trading Stastny when they did. I guess they did a good thing. It worked you know, out for that, them now. Yeah, it worked out because they got that pick that they gave. Well, they got a, a first-round pick last year instead of having none because they gave the other one to the Flyers. And, and now they have good top three centers now. Yeah, so, and they don't really need him. I think that they could have made the playoffs last year, but I think that they're definitely going to do it this year. I think I—I I mean, I want—I should have said this at the beginning. I think that there's five teams from the Central making it this year. I don't think that there's any squeak in from the Pacific this year. It—it's going to be hard for the Pacific to do that. Yeah, I don't see that being likely. Um, yeah, I mean, because just looking at the standings, I'm pretty sure. They weren't playing for it at the end, like in the last game or two, but LA like just edged in there, like in their last five games, to where if like St. Louis would have just done it, and the pace that Dallas was on, like those both of those teams could have pushed Los Angeles and Colorado out yeah. last year, for real, and there would have been five instead of four and four. So, dude, Dallas just crashed. Yeah. Oh, that season. was really bad last year. It was like sad to watch. Yeah. <laughs> but good for Colorado. They <laughs> yeah. I was happy they made it. But yeah. Um but dude, yeah, I think the Blues, I've liked them. 
and I was starting to worry about him. And like you said, I don't, I don't think that like just going all out every free agency is going to get you far. But like I said, they didn't get these guys on too expensive. They got some deals. Um, yeah, it's just their friggin' goaltending. So, and if Jake Allen can like put his game face on, there's no reason they can't be top three in this in this division. Yeah, I think so. Who do you have for number four? <sighs> this is where it gets tricky. I have Dallas. I have Minnesota. Uh, see? Do you have Dallas as five? I have I have the Wild as five, yeah. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah I have Dallas, I have Dallas Wild as five. five. Yeah. Yeah, see? Those teams could swap off. Because like I said, I it's not necessarily that I have a lot of faith in, in Dallas. But again, I mean, they were that one bad run away from being a playoff team last year. Their goalie is you know ben bishop who's like not my favorite but he could be good he's proved to be a good goaltender and like i said if these young defensemen show up it 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 could be it could be awesome and dude they just they have so much firepower they have so much firepower so that's the thing at dallas or the wild like who's gonna win like that defensive shutdown team or that high-powered offense that's that's what it's gonna is dubinick gonna carry them over dallas and teams right. like Dallas. Yeah, the the only reason why I was able to put Minnesota over Dallas is just because I felt felt like the depth can carry Minnesota to Dude, where the they Wilder might. Wilder are a more complete team, right? To where they might might be missing that like superstar that Dallas isn't missing, but they're not missing the rest of the team. And you know exactly what you're going to get from. Ben, or from Devin Dubnik. Not that you don't know what you're going to get from Ben Bishop, but there's been two Ben Bishops, and since he's been in Minnesota, there's just been Devin Dubnik, and he's been good. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm. I almost want to like switch it, but that's what I wrote. That's what we're going with. Because I do love Devin Dubnik. But, yeah. Dude, and I just like had I said, to... No matter what, the stars will be fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, the only and I think that they both make the playoffs. Like they're both five makes the playoffs for me. So yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that. So then we know who six and seven is. How do you have yours? Colorado, Chicago. Me too. Okay. All right. Because I, I think that the Avalanche are going to try to build off last season. I don't think that they're going to succeed at it. But I don't think that they are going to suck either. Like I don't think Colorado is going to be an easy out. And it's a lose-lose for Chicago, in my opinion. Because, I do, again, they can go on some crazy run. Patrick Kane is, you know, clutch. Like, he could he could really, like, I could be wrong. But, like I said, the Blackhawks are almost better off just sitting in that basement for one more season. And then, you know, bringing up some prospects next year and moving right back on up. And I say it's a lose-lose because the only thing... I think their team right now is in the basement in that in that division. If they panic more and they start to trade more players, that's even worse. So that's even that's even worse. So like get yeah. get get rid of some of the guys you don't need anymore at the deadline. Chill out. We'll see you again in a year or two. That's that's what I say. Right. Um about the Blackhawks and the Avalanche. So Yeah, I mean I it's, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I feel, it It sounds a lot worse when you're saying like, oh, this team isn't going to make the playoffs and this team is going to make the playoffs. But last year in the Central, besides Chicago, who only had 76 points, Dallas was sixth and they had 92 points. They had 92 points in sixth. And then St. Louis had 94 in fifth. And then Colorado had 95 in fourth. Yeah, and I can't. And as much as I put the Blackhawks down there again, I still think they had a worse season than they could have last year. I really do. I really do. I really do think that they are a better team than what they did last year. Like, that's what I'm saying. All seven of these teams could have over 80 points next year. Like, all seven of these teams could have over 90 points next year. Yeah, for real. The, The Blackhawks could be in the basement of this division, but hardly in the bottom part of the league. And that's... That's insane, but that's the world you live in when you when you're in the central. Yeah, the central, I mean, it's just insane like and if they do put an expansion team in there, 
Poor them. I that sucks. Yeah. That sucks to be in. Well, this someone's probably team. go if they're if Seattle's the expansion team. I'm assuming someone's leaving the Pacific to go to the Central. You think so? That would well, make. More I was sense. gonna say because yeah. how are you gonna put Seattle in the Central when it's on the West Coast? Who would be moving over though? I'm not. Fr- I'm not familiar with my Canadian geography, but I want to say that Calgary is the furthest east. Oh, that would be so sick. I would. That would be so sick if Calgary can be on the up and up and move over to the central. Town. It would have to be Calgary or Arizona, I'd say. Yeah. Because I mean, there's three California teams. Edmonton is. Edmonton and Vancouver are western. Is Edmonton farther west than Calgary? I know nothing about Canada. But Fuck Edmonton, me. in my mind, always seems like it's such a sad, snowy, mountainous, western Canadian. I could yeah, be but completely I think so wrong. is Calgary. It could be the best city ever. Dude, Vancouver might actually be the Oh, least. they're the most western. Are no, they? Canada's west coast. That's um, Canada's west coast? Yeah. I don't know, man. Well, you'd have to plot them on a map for me. I could yeah, be wrong I'm trying... about Edmonton too. They could be have be like the the nicest fucking most lively place. Holy in shit! They're like almost exactly north and south. Edmonton is almost right above Calgary. Really? But judging, oh, so you by probably this, don't want to move either of them. Right. Judging by this, Edmonton's like central is technically further east than Calgary's is. But what about Phoenix or Arizona is the furthest east. For sure. <laughs> Not by a lot. But maybe they Arizona are. moves over. That's not. I don't know. We'll save that for another podcast. Yeah, yeah. It was a fun thought though. But yeah, I mean I think that someone has to move out of the Pacific for seattle i just think that's how they do it because it doesn't make sense not to because seattle's right on that west coast too it just makes sense mm, yeah but weren't they talking um, is seattle seattle's a definite right i think they're highly probable right. i don't know that it's 100 percent definite and i still think that they're years out because they're waiting on the renovation of their arena yeah because at, at one point and this is all rumors too i probably read read it somewhere but they were thinking about another team in texas too houston's own houston the guy who owns the houston rockets wants a team yeah so but I, I think mean, that he's getting a relocation to be honest yeah but who's gonna relocate arizona yeah that would that would fix everything because Dallas and Houston could both be in the central and then Seattle goes into the Pacific. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I think that, like I said last podcast, I think that hockey can work in the desert. I think maybe, maybe time. Maybe not that desert. <laughs> maybe not that desert. The, the Vegas desert that the Knights play in, it works in that desert. Maybe <laughs> yeah. not the one in Arizona. No, I I truly believe that if they would have just got some luck and they would have won the Austin Matthews sweepstakes, it just instantly works. Like, you just have the kid from Arizona, like, as your poster boy. Like, Jesus Christ, it would be, like, it would be insane. Toronto would have put a hit squad out, though. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) Someone would have I mean, but come on. Like, Toronto, like, they had, there was no reason for them to really be that bad ever. Oh yeah, no, they definitely like cheated. Yeah, not like but cheated, like like I, you know what I mean. Cheated, I don't like, like it when Edmonton. teams tank. Like if you're bad, I even get selling off assets. But no, there's no reason you should have been that bad, and there's no reason you should have given Phil Kessel to the Penguins. What the? F- yeah, I yeah, no, they didn't cheat that. like Edmonton did, and then did nothing with. Yeah, but but they definitely they definitely blew it to blow it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now, well, I think that yeah, we're I done. Think we're I'm done sorry. babbling for the for the week. It's gonna be crazy. The the central is ju- it's just the hardest division. Like, 
even like being a fan of a team in like the Metro and I thought it was hard, at least like the bottom three teams, Carolina, the Islanders, and the Rangers, at least they were out. Like the only team that was out in this division was Chicago and their starting goalie wasn't even playing. Yeah. And they're, they have one of the best players in the league. Yeah. So I don't know. There's no team that's out in this, like this whole, like this whole thing. I, I still truly believe that Winnipeg and Nashville are the locks at one and two, but the rest of it, I mean, it could flip on its head and be top to bottom. Everything that I said. So yeah, for real. but yeah, let's go Preds. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for this week. You can follow us on Twitter at OffTheBarCast, and you can follow me personally at FuckYouRaff, R-A-F-F at the end. Next week, we're going to go over the Atlantic, which I think is going to be the quickest video or the quickest podcast that we do. I feel like we're going to talk a lot more about like players than we are any of those teams. Yeah, I could see that, yeah. But yeah, next week will be the Atlantic. So until next week, this has been Off the Bar. I'm Joey. This is Rob. And we'll see you next time.